Hello and welcome back to another episode. And this week we're talking about one of my favorite new MCU IPs, the Loki TV series on Disney Plus. Bro, bro, I wasn't prepared for this show. I mean, I was, but I wasn't because you know I love four, especially four Ragnarok, um, one of my favorite, if not the favorite MCU movies. What did you guys think of Loki? So I was pretty much done with the MCU post Phase Three. I was like, I'm fine ending it at Endgame. I don't want to watch anything more from Marvel at all. And I was going to stick by it until someone was like, okay, Loki's kind of like made for you. Please watch this. Mm. And then I watched Loki and it's like, it's my favorite thing still. I like it more than any of the films at the time we're recording this that have come out of the MCU since Phase 4. Like it is by far the best piece of content they've made since after the uh, thing that was Endgame. For sure. Uh, For me, Loki is... uh just the untapped potential it is the tip of the iceberg of what the mcu can be and what it's going to be with you know with the release of the new spider-man all that kind of good stuff like Mm. it is everything i wanted from a tv show uh i haven't seen doctor who so like i saw a lot of people comparing it to oh it's like it's a doctor who for this generation and you know stuff like that and i was like okay I'll, I'll give it a shot and i waited for it i waited for it to like come o- come out and then i just binged it because that's how i do stuff and i loved every single moment of it because i think it played with some of my most favorite ideas such as the multiverse time travel predetermination predestination all that kind of stuff and uh also it gave me more of uh tom hiddleston's loki which he was a uh, he was a favorite in the fourth trilogy, as Joe already mentioned. And the best thing about For the Dark World, my favorite Marvel film of all time. So, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I will die by that, but, you know, it's a, it's a different topic. Uh, yeah, no, I, I very much, like, love it. Like, straight away, too, it's it starts off really strong. I love the whole, you know, bureau that is introduced. I love... I think my favorite thing about the show is actually Owen Wilson as Wow. He's wow. <laughs> such a such a perfect casting. Like if you want someone to be, you know, the body cop that is the most likable that can be, Owen Wilson is just likable. Dude, mm, any role yeah. he does, anything he's in, you're just like, I like this guy. I'd be his friend. And it's like, yeah, he's he's perfect. He's perfect as like the foil to Loki for a while, you know, his his partner in crime cuz they're so like opposites. Like Loki's such a smarmy shit from day one, you know, since we've seen him in in the MCU. That version of Loki is played to be such a smarmy little shit. And just having Mobius, who's this, like, really genuine straight guy, just really nice, really kind, straight up. You'd love to see that, like, dynamic and the way they interact. And Owen Wilson's still an incredible actor, too. Like, it's not just that he's, he's nice and, like you love to see him on screen because he's so relatable. It's He's still good. Like, he does a great job as Mobius in the role. And by the end, you know, obviously we're going to mention spoilers because we're talking about the fucking show. Get out of here if you don't want him. Get out! Get mm-hmm. out! <laughs> by the end, when, like, the, the you know, multiverses start branching out and Loki ends up in a place where it's a different Mobius, that hits so hard when he doesn't yeah. recognize who Loki is. And you're like, That's, that was so sad. I was like, no! The brosness! What? I need the bros together. You can't do this to me like that. Yeah. It was when Gamora from the other Gamora uh, met uh, Star-Lord and she didn't recognize him. It's but so times weird, though, that didn't that yeah that didn't hit me as hard at all. I could not, I wasn't affected almost at all by the Gamora thing. But this time I was like, no, Mobius, my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think that's the most fantastic aspect of Loki. The that final gut punch was uh, 
it was building up throughout the entire season, if you ask me, with uh, the introduction of the multiverse, and uh, it's 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 one of my favorite tropes in fiction. I've said this time and time again, and I will stand by it. It actually awakened when I played Bioshock Infinite, and ever since then, it's been like I've been obsessed with this idea, and I actually. I would like to believe that it's possible, you know? Like, I would love to think that, you know, maybe there is a multiverse out there and there's, like, an infinite number there, of there us. There is a version of us that's actually successful. Yeah, like a successful party with friends somewhere, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, something like that. Like, we're just, like, massively successful. Or, you know, we're, like, I'm bored and depressed and Lawrence is, like, has hair and is very happy and cheerful. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, I love playing around with, like, all these infinite possibilities because it's just, at the end of the day, it's just the, the scope of the human imagination. And again, that's... I mean, I love, I love the way it's... I love the way it's explained. Like, the time police going and making sure that the stuff doesn't branch off. Exactly. And that's the reason it's exactly. Like, it's so good. I love that entire it's... concept. I wish we'd gotten more in the series. I wish it was longer. This is the only MCU series where I wish it was more episodes. Every I other one, that. I was like, make it less episodes. You fuckers are wasting time and yeah. giving me filler. I wanted more from this because I wanted to see more of the inner workings of that fucking bureau. I wanted to see more like situations where they have to go back and like fix things when, when stuff branches off, when bad things happen. Well, quote unquote bad. But yeah, I, I wanted more because Loki has like the best of everything from these shows. It has the best setting, in my opinion. That bureau looks so cool. It like this, yeah. it looks. If any of you have played Control, there is in Control a bureau that you work for that is the exact same like aesthetic, nice. and it is awesome. I love that aesthetic. That like really office worky, but there's something off about it. There's something you know. There's there's this this yeah. eeriness to it. There's that color, that tone, that palette. Yeah, it's it's great. It it's so good. I love I love the sets. I love the costumes. Everyone gave a great performance, but there's two I want to mention that absolutely blew me away, and I never even knew they were in the show until I watched it. And the first one is Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. Yes. I am so ready for that. Let's go. Kang is one of my favorite, like, routes to go with as the next villain after Thanos. That's such a good choice. Okay, man. Absolutely. What I wanted to talk about, um, which we'll come to in a moment, is uh, the antagonists. But before we mention the antagonists, uh, I wanted to mention, going off what you were saying, uh, Lawrence, how awed Loki was with the TVA. And then at some point he asks, is this the greatest place on Earth? <laughs> or is this the greatest place you know, in existence or whatever? So I'm paraphrasing because I forgot exactly what the word is. I watched this a while ago. And, um, you know, it's just taken aback by it because he can't believe something like this exists. And he's basically in the MCU universe, he's a god, right? So, and then, you know, eventually he meets female Loki in the oh, second episode. Sylvie. Baby. Yeah, so Sylvie. Go on, go on. And we, it's a bit unexpected that she's female because she's, she's a cloak and dagger character in the end of the first episode where she burns those, um, agents who discover her on the field. And then in the second one, it's somewhat similar, but she's switching from body to body. So you're not really expecting it. So it's a bit of an unexpected reveal. I mean, it was for me, to, to be honest. It might be, it might have been different for you guys, but it was actually quite a pleasant one. Yeah. I saw it coming a fucking mile away. <laughs> But it was quite a pleasant. It was quite a pleasant. It was quite a pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting it, but I liked what they were doing with it. Although I, towards the end of the season, now here's where Evila and I will be at loggerheads. We'll get into in a minute. I wasn't so keen <laughs> on what happened between them. 
Yeah, what Joe, Joe's think? a prude and he doesn't like different versions of a person having <laughs> sex. <laughs> Bro, that's like nah 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 nah. See, this is this is where Yeah, there's zero issue with it whatsoever. This Me and Ivano are on team fuck your clone any this day. Is where, this I is have where huge multi- issues with it. This is where the multiverse comes in, because like again, <laughs> the concept of the multiverse always runs by constants and variables. Like that's the main thing. Some things are always gonna be set in stone and they're always bound to happen. And other things can be a variable. Now, the the trick is determining what's a constant and what's a variable. So, uh, with Loki, biggest biggest variable, God of Mischief, Brother of Thor. Like that's the main that, that's the main constant. Sorry, that's the main yeah. constant. God of Mischief, Brother of Thor. No one said anything about his gender being a constant. Of course, they can be a female Loki and this, or his yeah, yeah. species. But that's not, or his species. But that's you know, not what I have a problem else. with. But that's not what I have a problem with. I have a problem with self-incest. But it's not self-incest it's not because she's a, she's a different person from a yeah, different like you keep universe. using this silly Ugh. logic that's only applicable if you're in one. You, that's not self-incest. It's, it's still icky, different though. People. Still really and icky. It really fits Loki's character because he's such a big... Yeah. It's, it's a big part of his arc as well. He learns to love himself through a different lens because... Oh, yeah, he learns to actually love himself. He's not just seeing himself as like, I'm the best, I'm the greatest. All He's his, seeing himself all as, his life, oh shit, versions of me can be human too. They can be yeah. lovable, they can be good. All his all his life, he's been absolutely hating himself because he's been like, oh, I'm a, I'm the son of a frost giant. You know, I don't belong in Asgard. I was never going to be my father's first choice. He was evil because he never really loved himself. Like... That's the thing. He's not. Yeah. He's yeah. narcissistic, but he never thought that you know. By the end himself. of season one, he's had like the arc. He's yes. actually. Yeah, he's a true. different character. Yeah. It, it yeah. hurts even more because she betrays him in the end. Like that's the pain. Like yeah, and and you can argue that him learning to love himself towards the end is why he tries to stop Sylvie exactly. from doing what she does. It's, yeah, it's, for sure. it's so I can, I can be because he's he's almost stopping himself. He's telling a former version of himself. I was like you. Don't be yeah. what I am or what I've done. It's it's so important because it's it's very human as well. Like we've done that for people in in life. You know, we can we see yeah. someone who reminds us of ourselves, and we go and we're like, "You remind me of like my past mistakes. Don't do what I've become." Yeah. You know, like it's, exactly. It's so fun, and if he smashes her. Godspeed to him, you know, all the more power, you know. There's also, you probably wouldn't even be able to reproduce with someone that's genetically the same. Oh my god. Like, you legitimately probably can't. Okay, here we go into the, into the disgusting stuff. I mean, that's, that's how, like, it works, right? If it's the same genetic material one to one, it's, it's literally it's can't. Be. It's wouldn't be, it's a, from a different universe, it's not the same yeah, genetic again, material. I don't, I'm saying it doesn't fucking matter! They can't have kids, who cares? I mean... I, I, just, I respectfully disagree. To extend the arc argument, I do want to say that he does start to care for uh, Sylvie throughout the season. And what that hints to is him realizing his own self-destructive habits mm-hmm. and being able to tame them. Because really, although Loki, yeah, he's going for this power grab in the earlier four movies. And he does explain to um, Mobius how that's just an act that he has to play because of who he is and because of who he is expected to be. He starts to realize that, actually, you know what? I don't actually need to be this person. Mm-hmm. I can care for other people, including myself. Yeah, it's it's truly a great series, man. I think it's I think it's up there with some of the best 
like Marvel TV shows, and I am counting the Netflix ones in those because I have a. Soft oh yeah, spot. yeah, I was, I was counting those too because there's not yeah. fucking enough for an actual like comparison if yeah. you don't count those and right yeah. now. I agree with Florence when he said that it was it wasn't long enough. Like I wanted more, and as someone, it's who, the only time yeah. where I've been like watching a Marvel show and I'm like, See, you give me more. You didn't thrudge through the episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier because some of them were... I still haven't seen yeah, that. I, I still haven't seen that. I know. That. Some of them are a struggle to I almost them. refuse to at this point because I'm so uninterested in what the concept of that yes. even is. There's only one cool line in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and there are so many cool lines That's in amazing. I'm so glad there's one cool line. I'll watch it more just for that. It was okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was alright. It wasn't the best thing that Marvel has done for TV series. Yeah, no, I think we agree that this is the best of Phase 4, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I certainly want more of it. I want to go back to something you assholes like way too quickly moved on from. Jonathan mm-hmm. Mayers is fucking... No, Majors, yes. right? That's As the new main bad. Talk to me. What do you think? How cool is it that he's going to be able to play multiple versions of himself? I think that's a great concept. I, I just can't wait to see how they play him out in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the quantum Yeah, realm. and he's so entertaining. Like, the, the fact we got another... Vi- One of my favorite tropes, I've said this before, I think, lots, a villain where it's not a boss fight, where it's just yeah. talk. Sit down yes. and talk to the bad yes. guy. <laughs> and literally this man is like, sit down and let's talk. You two cannot hurt me right now. Hans, yeah. Hans Lander vibes. touch me. Hans Lander vibes. From it was so fun. And he's got such a great personality, this version of him. He's so, he's believable mm. as I've been alive forever and keeping this going for so long that I literally don't give a shit. Kill mm-hmm. me, don't kill me. Either way, this will be fun. I don't know what comes next. Yeah. That's so good. What he says to Sylvie at the end is, see you soon. And that could either hint, obviously, at his other versions coming through the multiverse, or potentially, that this is all going to culminate in him being somehow revived or resurrected at the end of the saga. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm back at where I started. You know, and it's going to be like a loop of multiverse time. I, I love the scene where he's talking to them and then he suddenly stops. And he's like, oh shit. Everything yeah, after this past is the new. Threshold. Yeah, That's everything right. past is new for me. Like, oh yeah, no, the expression on his <laughs> yeah, face it sells it yeah. so well. He actually looks like what I'd expect someone in that moment to just be like. <gasps> I mean, he's such a good actor. The show, the show at, at its core was like it was a cool arc about Loki and his female version to like you know learn to love each other and you know that um, and it's such it's such great setup for the rest of the that's, MCU. That's like, what I mean. Going. Like we went from like this this story about like a toxic individual who like learns acceptance and self love through seeing all his potential through all other versions of himself. Shout out to my guy. The the other old man Loki who like created a Classic whole fucking okay. a whole fucking Asgard, yes. you know, and then suddenly Richard uh, E. Grant did such a good job yes. as Classic Loki. He's my yeah. other like surprise favorite character in this series. Yes. He is so good as like what Loki should be, which is a fucking trickster god, a magician. I cannot believe it's taken Marvel this long to play off the fact that Loki's supposed to do fucking magic. 
Do more magic. Well, Give well, Richard E. Grant and Crocodile Loki a show. Well, that would be amazing. Does, I swear, I would watch that. <laughs> he does use some magic in the first few four films. In the yeah, but his magic films. is so, like, trashed here. Like, ah, oh, I changed my clothes with magic. Ah, oh, I pulled a knife out of an invisible pocket with magic. It's so unimaginative. And this Loki literally makes fun of him because of it. He's like, all you other Lokis are so fucking boring. Stop doing such boring shit yeah, with your magic. Look what I can do. But that's that's what I was talk- talking about. Like, we go from this, like, individually focused story about Loki to suddenly, oh, shit, it's a space-time continuum war with Kong. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready to go, man. I, I, I don't know if he's gonna get, like... If he's gonna get integrated more, and I hope—I mean, we're well, that's the thing, I mean, I because I've already heard he's supposed to have a role in one of the upcoming things. Yeah. I don't know—is it the yeah. new Doctor Strange where he's supposed it's to? The, have um, an it's the Ant Man. It's Ant Man and the Wasp in Quantum Mania. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, of course, I think we're gonna see different versions based on the film. Yeah, which is exactly. Gonna be fascinating. That's what I was gonna say because what they did with um, Thanos was they build up to him mm-hmm. with end credit scenes and stuff like that, and with Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think with Kang, they can have different versions of him. To build up to it, mm-hmm. but they have to sprinkle it in if they want the same sort of build up that they had with Thanos, where it just culminates in the last two movies, and it's all about him. Yeah. What do you guys think? Oh yeah, no, that's the thing. I expect them to be like, I expect them to introduce multiple versions, and we see the build up to them all almost starting their war, because that's mm-hmm. what this Kang is av- trying to avoid, right? By doing what he's done. Mm-hmm. He's trying to avoid the other versions of himself existing to start a war to see which one of them should rule all yeah. of, like, existence. Yeah. And I expect we're going to see different versions of him introduced that are very different. Some that might not even be evil, right? Some yeah. that might be on the side of the heroes. Just like this one, the version we saw here, ended up becoming, over time, after he'd conquered the universe, like, I don't really want to be the bad guy anymore. Let, let me just... Keep that from happening again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Kang, it's actually going to be a great villain because people were speculating speculating about how Galactus was the next big villain, but it wasn't that exciting. But with Kang and this whole multiverse thing, I mean, what do you think of Alo? Because I want to quickly move on to Rensei eventually. Well, I think it's certainly like, as I said, it's a, it's just the tip of the iceberg. We can have so many versions of Kang and they can just come at the same time or, as you say, through... I think it would be better if they're sprinkled throughout different movies. I don't exactly see, like, the endgame movie yet because, you know, we're going to have a lot of lineup yeah, we changes. We're going to have yeah. probably... I, I think we're a very far, far yeah, away from yeah. anything you like know, that again. Like, we're going to have, like... Uh, that's probably going to be, like, what... 2030 like somewhere but they don't they don't place. even they don't even have to do the decade long uh, plan again yeah, the way they did they with the Thanos saga they, they can just go as long as they need to yeah, yeah, yeah or as short as they need to I think it's... our biggest our biggest issue is as Ivana mentioned I can't wait to see what contracts happen because some people yeah. might have to leave just because oh well my contract's fucked I'm leaving bye it's, well, it's gonna be that's... so hilarious to see like <laughs> well, which thing. heroes are not with us anymore well I think we're gonna have a whole new new generation of Avengers because obviously yeah. like yeah. Steven uh, you can have Sam Wilson being new Captain America you can have Tom Holland still being there you can have you're certainly gonna have yeah, a new Tom, Hawkeye Tom Holland has said he doesn't want to be Spider-Man for too long which again well he can finish he, he can finish his art he can finish his arc and then move on. Yeah, but his arc is not going to be another 10 years of Ilo. Well, That's just, too much of well, a he, fucking arc. He's been shitty at everything else he's in. 
So, you know, <laughs> have you seen, have you heard of Cherry? No, because Cherry sucked ass, even though it was directed <laughs> by the Russo. Is that the one where they stick the camera up his ass? Uh, no, it's where he's like a Afghan, Afga- Afghanistan soldier of PTSD stuff. I don't know. Isn't he also in the upcoming uh, adaptation of Uncharted? Do not mention that here. I forbid you. I forbid <laughs> what do you, you mean the true and real Nathan Drake? I Tom forbid Holland. you. And Mark Wahlberg is Sully, the biggest defense of cinema since... <laughs> Marky Mark. Since, since, I don't know. Marky Mark. Since, since they cast Ryan Gosling as Black Panther. I'm joking. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> shut I'm up. Excited. I can't wait. Shut, shut up. <laughs> but, you know, it's... Uh, right, let's uh, quickly talk about Renslayer, because she's. I think she's a very complicated who? character and villain. Renslayer, Judge who? Renslayer, the oh, woman. Yeah, I'm joking, yes. I, I know who I, just, I, just <laughs> I, I Actually, so. I very... I think she did a great job being hateable. I hate her. I hope she dies. That's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we don't know where she's going off to uh, when she disappears at the end of the show. We're going to find out eventually, I'm assuming. But she's the sort of character that, despite whatever orders she's been given, she goes along with it. She doesn't question it. She just obeys. And, you know, it's, I mean, it kind of so reminds me of the... She's a fucking, like, an allegory for Nazis. That's what she wants. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The whole time police thing where, like, we follow everything and she's... They're absolutely an allegory for Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole... Yeah, and especially like, the... Um, time Stanford... fascist. Doesn't Sylvie literally call them that? Right. And especially the um, Stanford uh, University test where they did on the guards and the prisoners. And the way they treat, you know, you, you see it at the beginning where the guy doesn't have his ticket. He doesn't take a ticket, so he goes up to the queue and he just, you know, he makes a hubbub about it. And the guy just gets zapped out. He gets sent to the uh, Forbidden Planet or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The so they don't, you're right. They, they're, they're, they're the fascist time police for some reason. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see how that is going to get played out in the second. Well, I think season. they're only going to be they're only going to be amped up because they're on the Kong now. And like, if it's yeah, an, if it's an true. evil, they they could be like all peace loving hippies, like he was in the he was in the well, first one. But I doubt let's talk it, about that. You know, let's talk about that. The illusion of the timekeepers mm-hmm. that we see in the initial uh, parts of the series, and then at I'm the end, I'm so when, glad they went with that as the thing where it's. Yeah. Yeah. They're stupid robots because I hate the timekeepers. They're a stupid, goofy, dumb concept. Even in in the comics, I hate shit like that. The fact that she shoots them and it's just like, oh shit, it's a robot. I was like, yes, I'm so <laughs> glad it's a stupid robot. <laughs> but what do you think? What do you guys think about the contrast between that and I mean, the reveal at the end when Loki realizes that the actual head of whatever universe he's in then is Kang? I think. And does that also mean that our Loki that we're watching in this TV series is gonna live, whereas the old Loki from the saga has, has now died. Well, the, the old Loki is well, dead. Well, I mean, for sure Loki's that's the so. case. Like, old Loki is dead dead. Yeah, One of the Loki biggest tragedies to me was that us going with the version of Loki that's now alive means this Loki doesn't have the first-hand experience of Thor Ragnarok. And that's super yeah. lame. They, they, they caught him up. They caught him up. They caught him up. They yeah, they up. caught him up with a video, but that's not the same as I lived through it. <laughs> I can watch me in a film being nice to people. That doesn't mean I'm not an asshole after. <laughs> oh my god. Right, but <laughs> unless theoretically everything else that Loki goes through from now until whenever the show ends, he is somehow returned to his time. And, you know, just the same way as the, um, inf- uh, you know, Infinity Stones were. And he does end up becoming the Loki in Thor Ragnarok and um, Infinity Wars. Right, so he has an even more tragic arc. You think? I yeah, think I agree with that. I actually agree it. with that because I think, first of all, keep Tom Hiddleston on MCU as long as he possibly can. He's amazing, and I really want to see Loki. Yeah, he have has more potential seasons. to be one of the main characters going forward. Like, oh, for sure, for sure, one hundred percent solid. 
But I to answer your question, it's uh, I found it to be a bit more about you know, I'm not gonna get all biblical, but like you know the whole knowledge and freedom thing. Like they can just keep yeah. there and pretend that like everything's gonna be okay and that like they're, they're serving like they're they're in their blissful heaven and they're 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 in paradise and they're serving they're serving the timekeepers and then. Once uh, Morbius realized, like, oh shit, I've been kidnapped and like I have a family, and like call him Morbius. Morbius, sorry, sorry, it's because I'm okay. I'm thinking of Jared Leto for some reason. I don't know. Once Jared Leto barged <laughs> into the Loki audition and was like, I want to be Mobius. He, like, he, you mean Morbius? He Go invades Jared Leto randomly <laughs> invades my 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 thoughts. It's, it's, it's a condition, but the yeah. power of Jared Leto to randomly invade our thoughts. It's I think it's I think it's a very good comment on like that whole thing in you know, on predestination and predetermination, because they are they are the people who are meant to keep the timeline going, right? Like they're meant to keep. It I got flowing. such a like weird sense of excitement when you get to watch them split at the end after uh, Kang eats it. You're just like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, this is gonna be fun. Like that was that was yeah. my favorite thing because the, the sense of expectation and potential that just creates. I was heartbroken because she got he got betrayed. I was heartbroken. I was like, shit. Uh, I was like, go bitch, stab him. Bang. Nah, I was like, don't do this to my boy Loki. He's he's finally learned to love. Don't don't <laughs> don't break his heart. <laughs> no, it's fine. Now he can go be back with Mobius, his true love. Oh right. God, the romance. But does this now mean that for whatever reason he's cut off from Sylvie and he probably is not going to see her for a long time to come? I, I mean, I'm assume assuming... they're not going to be on like the same screen together for a bit they're probably going to be in like different scenes I think they're going to have a reunion and I think that Sylvia will be the only other person who remembers that timeline because everyone else, yes. is, everyone else is like fucked. Like it's a new timeline, yeah. but th- it makes sense because she was the one with him there. She, she's the one who remembers. Yeah. And I bet you can she's gonna please, have like a redemption Can we arc. please? Can we please get the true sequel we deserve, which is Alligator Loki, the TV series? <laughs> no, I, I want, I want, <laughs> I'm a, down for I that. want a rom com with Loki and Sylvie just, just together. You know, uh, T- titled "It's Okay to Love Yourself." That's that's all. <laughs> I, that's all I, I want. literally. I I love Alligator Loki. It's a meme, but. The fact that they stuck with the joke for as long as they did, where it would cut to him when someone would ask or say <laughs> something and show his reaction, which is just a growl or nothing. Yeah. Like him blinking like a lizard. That was 10 does, out of does 10. Does that mean that somewhere in the multiverse there's like a animal Avengers? Like they're animal Avengers. Probably. Of course. Like, Probably. Like, I mean, damn. in the comics, there's a fucking, there's a T-Rex Loki. Yeah. yeah. And there's, no, a frog no. yeah. <laughs> there's a frog four, which could potentially be exactly. In- yeah. Related to Alligator Loki? Well, I mean, you yeah. see... Did you not see him? Frog 4 Yeah, you see Frog 4. Show. Yeah, that's he's right. He's stuck yeah. in a fucking jar. It's so It funny. is, yeah. He's trying to get out. Yeah. I didn't see this. What was this? Uh, when they're climbing into their little underground bunker, one of the things you see in the layers of the earth is just Frog Thor frog stuck four. in a jar. Yeah. Oh my god! And he's just bouncing about, going like, ah, ah. I'm gonna I'll have to rewatch that. Yeah, please. I'll put a picture of it on. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen, but oh man, that's that cracked me up because it's like I can't believe they 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 threw back the frog fucking. Oh my Thor. god! You know that replay? I just wanted to quickly mention. You know that replay they had. Uh, of uh, Thor speaking to Loki at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Not only did that get to me, but the way they had edited that video where it echoed, it kind of gave me this just sort of unreasonable, uncanny feeling that they're going to off Thor in the next movie. And it's just going to be very emotional. I mean, they can off Thor all they want. One thing that the multiverse thing has done 
unfortunately. Yeah, it's going to allow for... There's no stakes now. Yeah. Right. Anyone oh. can die because there's like seven more versions of that. But just, I hope they don't abuse that. I hope they don't abuse I've that when they kill someone a, and then I've there's another a, version of them. I've just had a light bulb moment. Fuck's sake. Go for it. What if the Thor in Thor, Love and Thunder, Natalie Portman Thor, is from the multiverse? What if she doesn't? What if she doesn't inherit it from Thor? But I mean, a, I would way prefer that because I want Thor to keep his fucking powers. It's He's a cool. multiverse Thor. <gasps> I'm a genius. Taika Waititi, hit me up, bro. I got you, bro. <laughs> Hire me. I wanna. I wanna I want work. If Ilo <laughs> wants you to kiss him and Tessa at the same time, I, I mean, wanna, we all we all want to work for you, Taika Waititi. Please hire I want to do Jojo <laughs> Rabbit two with you. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh, I think Loki's a, the best thing to come out of Phase Four, uh, series wise and film wise. I think oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just I don't know. We'll see what happens with No Way Home and Shang. Shang, she's good. I don't know if it's. If it's on the same By the way, stuff, yeah. I also want to praise the soundtrack for Loki. It was oh, composed... best original yes. soundtrack in a Marvel property in yes. so long. Heck yes, yeah. it was composed by Natalie Holt, and she's done such a good job, especially the opening, the TVA uh, intro. It's the only time I can think of where I watched a Marvel thing, and when I finished it, I went and Googled the soundtrack. I was yes, like, I want to hear these tracks can. again. Yeah. You see, so basically, I was a bit hesitant to watch Loki. I know, that's going to sound crazy. It was my brother who got me into it. And it was also my brother who got me into the um, soundtrack. So shout out to my brother. Once I looked into it and I realized, uh, you know, who had made the soundtrack and the, the themes and inspirations for it. The first time I ever watched the show, it reminded me of those, you know, those alien conspiracy shows on History Channel. Mm-hmm. It gave that vibe, and I was like, "This is so perfect for this show." I just can't wait to see what they're going to do with the next wow, one. Wow, wow, wow. Lo- Loki coming to the History Channel after twelve p.m. You know, twelve twelve a.m. You know, like <laughs> oh, God, yeah, exactly. it was the TVA. <laughs> it was the Literally. aliens. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this has been this has been great. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yeah, I'll hand it over to my man Joe. I just want to announce that I will be on an indefinite hiatus from the podcast after this episode. It's been a pleasure hosting, editing, and producing this podcast with these wonderful fine gentlemen. I also want to thank you, our lovely listeners, for your constant support in the past year. Most of you are, you know, our family and friends, so it may seem like you're obliged to listen to us, Feth, but we greatly appreciate it nonetheless. I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.